Go to Proverbs 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Starting verse 20. My son, or my daughter, you can insert that. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight and keep them in the midst of your heart. Verse 22. For they are a life to those who find them and health for all their body. Verse 23. If, if you underline in your Bible, if you highlight, if you circle... I would suggest you do that to this scripture. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Verse 24, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put devious speech far from you. Verse 25, let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet and your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right. Or to the left, turn your foot from evil. Let's go back to verse 23. This really is the key verse for the series. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Let's pray real quick. Dear Jesus, we pray as we start wrapping our minds around relationships, dating. God, I pray that you would begin to show us a way that we can do this that is healthy, that is safe, that is wise, that is intentional, that we could begin to walk away from the same old love that we've gotten used to having and walk into the type of relationship that leads to building a great marriage. And we thank you for the fact that your Bible gives us ideas on how to do that. In your name, amen. How many guys have dated before? All right. How many guys plan on dating at some time in your life? Everybody else. All right, we got everybody. There you go. Hey, dating is funny, right? And, and dating is funny in the fact that it's awkward most of the time. How many guys have an awkward first date story? Anybody? Gosh, some of those are so good. Just so good. How many guys just have an awkward season of your life where you just dated someone and it's just awkward, right? No one wants to admit it. No, that wasn't me. Everyone has that season of their life. It, I, I'll be, so Brittany and I, the most awkward moment to date for Brittany and I is the night that I asked her to date me. And some of you guys have heard this story. I'm going to tell it anyway. I'll tell it anyway. So um, I, Brittany and I started hanging out. She was hosting me. I, I was speaking at summer camp here. Um, I hadn't moved up here yet. And uh, she's hosting me at summer camp, and then Adam and Monica and Brittany and I ended up in this group thread where we would send memes to each other, and it was just kind of our way to all talk. And I woke up one morning, I was working at the Great Wolf Lodge in Centralia, I wake up to go to work, and there's this text message just from Brittany. And she's like, oh, oops, I meant to send this to the group thread. I'm like, no, you didn't. What the heck? (laughs) Saw straight through that, right? And, um... So I respond, we start talking, I come up here, we get coffee, because that's like Christian first base, right? You go to coffee first. Guys, if you go to a meal, it's too soon. It's too soon. You got to start with a grande macchiato, right? And so we go, we go to coffee, and then we do lunch after that, and then we do dinner, and then I just said, hey, you should come down to Centralia. I didn't even know what I was planning on doing, but I was like, hey, you should just come down to Centralia. I'll show you. It takes like five minutes to do a tour of Centralia. If you've ever been to Centralia, you know what I'm saying. And so she comes down and I am nervous. Like I knew that I needed to ask her out. I knew that's where we were. I knew I liked her and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, she comes down and I'm not kidding you. I took her to every coffee shop in Centralia. I spent so much money on coffee that day. And so she comes down, we go to coffee and then we go to coffee, 
and I showed her my church and then we go to coffee. And then I decided like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'm going to kill time. I'm going to introduce her to my grandparents. Why I decided to do that, no idea. And I had, I had told my grandparents that I liked her and that I wanted to ask her out that day. So I go, we go stop by their house and I wanted to borrow their car because mine was out of gas and I didn't want to admit I had no money, right? And so we, uh, we stop, we go to switch cars. Who calls while well, we're at my grandparents' house than my mother to get an update? And my uh, grandma answers and she goes, oh, Ed and his Brittany are here. I haven't even asked her out yet. Like I haven't even gotten to that point. And I was like, gosh, dang it, Grandma, come on. So I've run, out of, I've run out of coffee shops in Centralia, so we drive up to Olympia, which is like a 25-minute drive. And I literally took her to every coffee shop I knew of in Olympia. I seriously spent like 50 bucks on coffee. And I've run out of coffee shops. Everywhere is closing. So we go up to the Capitol building. If you guys have ever been there, it's a great view. And I was like, okay, this is where I'm going to do it. We start doing laps around the Capitol building. I'm just nervous. And so I finally say, hey, uh, I got something to ask you. And I just start talking. You ever had a moment like that where you just start talking and you're not quite sure? And you just hope you land the plane at some point, you know? And I was like, I like you and this is why. And I finally like, oh, I need to shut up. And I said, will you, will you, do you want to start dating? She doesn't say a word, doesn't say nothing. So I start talking again because I'm nervous. <laughs> I really like you, and this is a, and and I stop, and I'm like, so do you want to date again? Says nothing, and so I say, I'm just gonna stop talking. I'm gonna stop talking uh, because I feel really awkward now, and I just stop talking. And she goes, Well, I liked everything you were saying, so I just didn't say anything. <laughs> and I was like, That's not how this is supposed to work. And so she finally says, I want to start dating. So I go, we go, I go back to Centralia. She goes back to Covington. I come up that weekend and I go get coffee or I go meet her dad. I hadn't met her dad yet. And I'm talking, this is kind of, his name is Ed as well, which gets really confusing because I'm Ed and he's Ed, but whatever. And so we're sitting down and we're talking and I give my sales pitch as to why I think I'm a good choice for his daughter and stuff like that. And I brag about how much money I make, which meant nothing because I was spending it all and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I finally say, you know, I really like your daughter and I want to date her. And he goes, yeah, I'm cool with it. You want to go see my guns? And I was like, that's not how this was supposed to whatever. So, but now we're married and it's eight, been eight months and it's great. On the day that I asked her to marry me, Christmas morning, get down on one knee. Brittany, will you marry me? Again, nothing. Says nothing. She just stares at me. And then the first thing she says is, are you serious? I was like, why am I on my... No, this, this is all fake. I'm going to take this all away. And I'm just going to leave. So I finally said, so can, like, yes, no, can you let me know? Like, the whole family's here. It'd be really good to just kind of figure this out. But, you know, dating. Dating is awkward. It's weird. It's fun. But it, there, a lot of us, when I say that, a lot of us have some bad thoughts, bad emotions, bad stories that go with dating. And, and really, some of us have started accepting this same old love. And, and we accept it because we think it's what we deserve. We accept it because it's all we've ever known. We accept it because it's all we've ever seen. And really, the goal and desire of this series is to, is to look at the Bible and to begin to present a way that you can guard your heart 
Because it's interesting, not only does it say guard your heart because life flows out of your heart, but it starts saying that guard your heart because it affects how you speak and how you accomplish what you want to do. I think a lot of us, when we start dating, our speech changes, our vision for our life changes, and and it really doesn't have to happen that way. And so I kind of want to tonight, if if you're taking notes, I'm going to title this message, Same Old Love. And I want to debunk, I have 10 things that I want to debunk, and we may get to them, we may not get to all of them, but I just have some thoughts on dating, things that I've observed, things that I've seen work in Brittany and I's life, things that we, things we've seen work in people's lives who are married and we admire their marriage, all right? The first one is this, and and excuse me, I'm going to get on some soapboxes tonight, and I will probably be extremely sarcastic, and so please do not get offended, I'm probably not talking about you. If you do get offended, then we can talk about it. All right, so first one, dating is not part of a checklist. Dating is not part of a checklist, nor is it a season. And, and I, I talk about this idea of seasons a lot. Like when people say, I feel like I'm just in a season where I'm trying to find a wife. Like, is it cold? Do I need a sweater? What are we talking? I don't get what you mean by season. And it's not hunting season. Like, it's not like you're going out to hunt and find a wife. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get, I just feel like I got my tag, man. I'm cleared to go. Like, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. And then I don't get, like, I've talked to guys because guys are very system oriented. Most of the time it's like, dude, I got a great paying job, which first of all, you probably did it. Calm down. The fact that it's not minimum wage does not mean it's a great paying job. Okay. Dude, I got promoted at McDonald's. Like, I'm set. Calm down. All right? Calm down. So, first of all, you know, because guys, we'll talk to guys. It's like, dude, I got a great job, and I've moved out, and I have an apartment with 17 people because that's the only way we can afford rent. <laughs> but I have an apartment. I have a job. I think I'm ready to find a wife. And no, you're not. Calm down. For heaven's sakes, like, how about you pay some bills on your own for a while, right? How about you stay at the job you're currently at for more than six months? See, we view, in our generation, we view dating as a sign of maturity. And I'm dating. A lot of people, dating someone is more of a sign that you haven't matured yet. If we're being honest, a lot of us, if we were to start dating right now, would be an indicator that we're going backwards, not an indicator that we're moving forwards. I'll get off that soapbox. Dating is not part of a checklist or a season. Number two, know who you are, know what you believe, know what you value, and what you will not compromise on. Know who you are, know what you believe, know what you value, and what you will not compromise on. I think the biggest mistake people make is they start dating before they know who they are. I think it's hands down the biggest mistake we can make. And the reason for that is this, is first of all, you will probably not like who you become as you try to please the other person. A lot of people compromise on their character and their intentions, their values, their beliefs, because they're playing a game of trying to make someone else like them. It's a bad place to be. The reason for that is this, is when you break up, Because generally, if you don't know who you are and you start dating, you will probably break up. When you break up, you no longer know who you are outside of the context of the person that you were dating. And all of a sudden, we have a bunch of young adults that need to go find themselves. 
after they pray, I just don't know who I am anymore. We didn't know who you were when you started this. And now you have to backtrack. You have to begin to ask the question, is the person I became really who I wanted to become, or is it who I became because I was trying to please someone else? You do not need to compromise your beliefs, your values at all to date someone. You shouldn't. Now, please understand, I'm not saying that your checklist when you're considering your significant other is they need to be six feet tall, have an eight-pack. No, I want them to have a 12-pack. And they need to make $400,000 a year. Like, compromise on those. Calm down, all right? If, if they have a stable job and can afford living on their own, that works. Check. You know what I mean? Like, if they're breathing and a good person, they should be considered. You know what I mean? Like, calm, <laughs> calm down. You know what I mean? Like, some people need to lower their standards a smidge. No, they don't have blonde hair and blue eyes. Well, neither do you. Calm down. You know? So, I, I, I think... There's some things that we hold. See, this is what we do. We make the wrong things things we won't compromise on. We make the wrong things things we won't compromise on. I would encourage you not to compromise on someone's passion and love for God. I would encourage you not to compromise on someone valuing family. I would encourage you to not compromise on this idea of having a work ethic. I would encourage you not to compromise on good character. I would encourage you not to compromise on things that really matter. So I would ask yourself the question, is this going to affect the quality of my marriage with this person? And if it doesn't, maybe reconsider it. And if you come back, no, this is really, really important to me, then sweet, hold on to it. But you have to go into dating knowing who you are. That's important. Number three is this. Everyone is not an option. Everyone is not an option. It's, uh, Brittany and I will stand in the back on Thursday nights and just observe for a couple minutes. It is hilarious. The people that walk in and you can tell, they're like, are they an option? Nope. Scanning. 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 It's like, come on. Just because they're breathing in the opposite sex does not mean they're an option. You know what I mean? We meet this. See, I would encourage you to start with your view of everyone as how can they be my friend? Start there. Start there. People get creeped out. Are, are you like looking, like trying to figure out if you're going to date me? Like, I haven't even talked to you yet. Do not ask me out yet. For heaven's sakes. No, I do not. Like, I don't even know who you are. And, and I, the best relationships, the ones that stand the test of time, are the ones that take the time to go into dating. And, and, and it really works that way. And, and, like, don't get me wrong. Hey, if you want to, quote, unquote, date someone to get to know them, then cool. Just call it what it is, please. I, I hate this phrase, I'm seeing somebody. I'm seeing them, too, right now. I'm looking at them. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Oh, we're just, like, we're just exploring what this is. If you're paying for her meals and you're only talking to each other, you're dating. Call it that. Because this is the problem. This is the problem. Let me get on a soapbox for a second. This is the problem. When, when you do not have the guts to define what it is, then you will easily give it up. That's the problem. And girls, especially, 110%, if a guy is unwilling to give you the credit for the role you're playing in his life, walk away. Every day of the week. 
If he will not stand up for you now, he will not later. If he is not protecting you and upholding you now, he will not later. Girls, do not emotionally date a guy. Just come in, hey, I'm emotionally insecure right now, and so I'm going to take from you so I can get my emotional security. But as soon as the guy comes and says, hey, uh, I feel like we're dating, are we dating? And you say, no, you compl- I just like, like that song, where have all the good boys gone? You friend zoned him like six months ago. He's the one that you're flirting with emotionally, but you can't bring yourself to date him. That's where the good boy has gone. So please, if you are going to date, just date. Like, please just date. What? What? We, we don't date. I don't want to hurt. I just don't want to hurt them, Ed. I don't want to hurt them. You're hurting them now. And it's going to hurt more later when they think that there's something with you and there's not. It would be better to have upfront, open communication. Hey, thank you for the free dinners for three weeks. But uh, we're not dating, and I think you'd be a great friend. It is so much better to have that conversation than be six months down the road, and he's stoked to go Facebook official, and you're like, uh, no, you misunderstood my intentions. Be, be upfront and honest with your intentions. Lead with your intentions. If the goal's free dinner, if you can get a guy to do that, then sweet, have fun. But be upfront with your intentions. Please be upfront with your intentions. All right, next. Number four. When you're dating, the goal is to find someone who compliments you, not completes you. Find someone who compliments you, not completes you. I'll meet with a guy, and he'll be like, dude, she just completes me. I'm like, that's, it's not going to work. I'm sorry. Already, it's not going to work. See, this is what we do. We, we start out on life, right? And we have purpose, vision, we're excited. A lot of us, we break up with someone, and so we go lose 70 pounds because now we're motivated, and we get promoted, and we work really hard, and we remember what we were working on before we started dating that person, and we get vision again, and we take off. And see, change, especially after breakups, and this is something we'll talk about later in the series, change always brings momentum, right? And so you break up with someone, you get a lot of passion, you get, a, you get really excited, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to go back to college, and you go back to college, and then it gets really hard, and you start getting insecure, and you start missing purpose, and you're, you're headed somewhere, right? And then all of a sudden, you see someone, and you're like, I could date them because they're an easier way to find purpose insecurity. And so we stop what we're doing. We take a right-hand turn and we crash right into the person that we're dating. And now all of a sudden we can't figure out why it's hard for us to find momentum. It's because you turned your car sideways and you're still trying to make it move forward. See, that's what trying to find someone who completes you does. The only person who's going to complete you ever is God. And, and if you find someone who has a Messiah complex, who thinks the role is to play God in your life, it's just they're going to leave you hanging every day of the week. But when you find someone who's going to compliment you, not only do they help you keep moving towards your passion, but they accelerate it. Because this is what happens when we find someone who compliments us. Instead of just both of us trying to complete each other and focusing inwards, 
If you find someone who compliments you, they make your strengths better and they cover your weakness. And then all of a sudden, now I'm just focusing on my strengths and I have drastically accelerated my momentum. And instead of crashing into each other, we just pull into the same lane and keep going. Find someone who compliments you. Find someone who's good at the things that you're not. That's why I love Brittany. Brittany is, I, I am by far, I, I have an issue with money. If it's in my hand, I spend it. I will openly admit it. Brittany, great at finances, compliments each other in that area. Right? I, I need someone who encourages me. Brittany's a great encourager. Brittany would be the first to tell you, if I was looking to her to complete me, she would not be up to the task. And it's the same for Brittany to, like, I, I cannot meet the needs in Brittany. I can't. I can stand with her in them, and I can help her fight them, and I can remind her of her strengths, and I can cover her weakness, but I cannot complete her. And as soon as we think that we're going to complete the person, that's an issue of pride and insecurity in us because we're elevating our role in their life. And believe me, when it starts falling apart, you do not want to be the one who's responsible for attempting to fix things that were above your pay grade. Find someone who compliments you, not completes you. Number five, stop dating boys and girls, expecting them to be men and women. Stop dating boys and girls, expecting them to be men and women. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many conversations I've had. I just feel like he's so immature. It's because he is. Yeah, he's a boy. He's, he's 18. He probably has never paid a bill on his own yet. He still works at a minimum wage job. Mom and dad still pay for the car. He's not emotionally intelligent yet. He hasn't really had to fight for anything yet. He's a boy. Absolutely. Do not expect him to be mature. And a lot of times, this is the funny thing, people that have that complaint are not mature themselves. I just, I'm trying to have deep conversations with her, bro, and she's just not going there. Like, I don't, bro, you still wear hip waders and like little rubber ducky wings. Like you're not ready to go deep yet either. Like I don't get why you're saying like you're still in the kiddie pool, bro. Like it's, it's three feet deep and that's about what you can handle. The lifeguard is still scared you're going to drown yourself in three feet. Like <laughs> what are you saying she won't go deep? Like I don't, I don't understand that at all. Have you looked at what you posted on Facebook? Like that's not deep. Bro, your Instagram feed, like, you need a lifeguard to pull you out of that. Like, and it's funny because people, people talk, like, people feign deepness, and it's hilarious to me. What we call deep conversations, we talked about our favorite color for hours. Bro, we, like, talked about the meaning of life. No, you didn't. And if you think you know what the meaning of life is, like, you're probably wrong. We feign spiritual maturity, hoping that it catches people's attention, and it just makes us look stupid. Especially, and this is the funny thing, is couples who think that they're really mature, um, we're pretty mature for our age. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah, we like, we just have this really deep connection, 
no, you like you like you like Hondas. Calm down. Like that's that's what you've combined over. Yeah, we both love the Seahawks. We have this really deep connection. No, you what? Come on. Deep spiritual deepness in finding maturity. See, like the difference between a man and a boy is responsibility. Right? I'll, I'll talk to a guy. It's everyone's problem but their own. That is an indicator that he's a boy, not a man. Um, I, uh, I'm not going to school, and I work part-time, and uh, I don't pay rent at my parents' house, and I don't do chores, but my parents are really controlling. That's a boy, not a man. Women, I'm, I'm sorry, but th- this, is, this is the frustrating thing between girls to women is a girl is still looking for validation from everyone but themselves and God. And you can see it in the way they dress. You see it in their spirit. You see it in their behavior. Someone, a, a, a woman, is a strong, independent woman who does not need a man. But, but she will allow a man to step in and help when she needs it. And it's generally to, like, kill spiders and open jars. Like, that's generally it. A woman has purpose and vision for her own life. And she is achieving it. And she's going for it. The issue of maturity is responsibility. And if the person you are dating or the person you want to date is blaming anyone in their world except for themselves, you're probably looking at a boy or a girl. And I would encourage you to hold out and choose to date a man or a woman. Because this is the thing. We could take the time to become a man or a woman ourselves and become mature. And we could wait for the person that we're going to end up dating to become mature and store up all of this wisdom and insight and emotional fortitude that we can give out to a man or a woman who deserves that. But what we choose to do is we keep dating immature person after immature person and keep emptying the bank of our emotional intelligence and our ability to emote and love someone. And then by the time we're ready to truly date someone worth their salt, we have nothing left to give. I would encourage you to take the long route in dating. Become a man or a woman yourself. And then start dating someone worth their salt. Okay. Oh, stupid iPad. Hold on. Almost there. There you go. Number six. Girls, do not take on a fixer-upper. Guys, do not rescue a damsel in distress. Girls do not take on a fixer-upper. Guys do not take on a damsel in distress. We talked about it earlier, but let me explain this. A lot of times the person we date has more to do with where we are emotionally than it has to do with our capacity to truly enter into a healthy dating relationship. A lot of time it has to do with, wow, I'm kind of, for guys, let me explain guys, okay, I'm kind of... Don't really know where I'm headed or what I'm doing. And, and I really, I'm just really insecure. And we've trained ourselves. Our habit has become this. When we feel that, we start looking for someone to date. And then they become the filler of an emotional need in me that I should be dealing with on, by myself with God. And I start dating someone and I'm saying, hey, in essence, you're giving me purpose and and you're helping me feel secure in my manhood. And then six months down the road, when you kind of figure all that stuff out, 
Now you're dating someone and you're emotionally attached and you can't even remember the reason you entered a dating relationship with them in the first place. What did I really like about them? Um, you liked the fact that they met a need in you. That's what you liked. Girls. I love this analogy. I'm going to use it again. I used it last year. Any schmuck can catch something that's not moving. But it takes a skilled hunter with endurance and capacity to catch something that's healthy. There are a lot of girls who are dating guys that did not have to fight for you. There are a lot of girls who are dating guys, and this is the problem. When you date a guy that you did not make fight for you, he will not fight for you in the future. He won't. And so when you are feeling like he just really isn't going to fight for me, well, you didn't, you haven't made him fight ever at all. You stopped moving. You just stood there and said, hey, come rescue me. It's a damsel in distress. Guys, there will come a point where a girl decides that she should be able to stand on her own two feet. And then what you're going to look at as, man, she's just not letting me help her anymore, is really what a healthy relationship should look like. You're going to reach a point where she's going to start using words like, you're so controlling. Why are you bossing me around? And the very thing that attracted you to her, and the fact that I just need, can you, I just need you. I need you at like three. No healthy relationship has conversations at like 4 a.m. By the way, side note, we just talk late into the night. You're probably saying stuff you shouldn't. No, no, no dating relationship needs to have serious conversations past like 11 or 12. Because hopefully both of you have either a job or class in the morning. And so you need to be asleep so you can do good at your job or your class, right? Girls, you take on a fixer-upper. There will come a point when he wants to rise up and be a man. There will. Whether it's 10 years down the road and you're married, or whether it's six, six months down the road and you're still dating. And he will start saying things like, you got to let me have my own time. You're smothering me. You're constantly controlling me. And it's because he's decided to not be a fixer-upper anymore. I would encourage you to date a finished product. Now, now, now hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying perfect. But what I am talking about is a mentally, physically, emotionally healthy person who knows who they are, what they believe, what they want, and what their convictions are. And all of those line up with where you're headed as well. Neither of you should compromise. Here's, here's the eighth one. And then we'll be done. We'll wrap up in a second. Here's the eighth one. Or seventh one, sorry. I have one more after this. Please do not give up on your vision for your life to date someone else. Do not give up, in girls especially. It breaks my heart when I'm talking to a girl who has given up her identity, purpose, and vision for where God is taking her because she's convinced herself that the guy gets to take the front seat. It really, really breaks my heart. You both can accomplish what God is calling you to do. You really can. And a guy worth his weight will make it his life goal to help her achieve her goal. And a woman worth her weight will make it her life goal to help her man reach his. And that's the power of complimenting. You do not need to say, I'm tapping out 
Because this is what happens. When we tap out, you will reach a point where you become bitter. And we're not going to take the blame. We're not going to say, I made the decision to give up on what God was calling me to. What we will do, though, is say, he made me give up what I knew God was calling me to. And now there's bitterness and resentment and a struggle in your relationship. Last one is this. Number eight. We'll be done. Actually break up. Actually break up. (laughs) I I love watching couples that don't have the guts to actually break up. Um, We're on a break. No, you're not. You're still dating. You're just telling people that you're not. Um, We're just like getting some emotional distance right now. No, you're not. You're still dating. Just call it what it is. Relationships, write this down, and we'll expand on this later. Relationships are built on three things. Time, words, and actions. Relationships are built on time, words, and actions. If you start dating someone, it's probably because you're spending a lot of time with them, you're saying a lot of nice things to them, and you have a lot of great actions towards them. Time, words, and actions. If you break up, if you come to the conclusion that this is not working, and it's not worth fighting for, which is a whole other discussion that we'll have later, we are going to break up. You must drastically decrease your time, words, and actions with that person. Because what happens is we merge our hearts and we start dating, and then we say all we do is change our status on Facebook and expect that that means that we broke up with them. And then we wonder why I just can't get over her, man. It's because you're spending every day with her. It's not as simple as, she's not my girlfriend, she's not my girlfriend, she's not my girlfriend, she's not my girlfriend. You have to break up and focus in another direction and go somewhere else. That is how you break up with someone. I'm not saying, and we'll we'll have an entire message on breaking up well because our generation stinks at it. But I'm not saying that you're mean to them. I'm not saying they walk into a room and you turn around and walk away. No, that's immaturity. That's high school. Calm down. What I am talking about is, okay, we are going to intentionally take space from each other so we can unconnect our hearts. And the only way to do that is drastically decrease your time, words, and actions. Or you become that couple that dates and then breaks up and then dates and then breaks up and dates and breaks up and dates and breaks up and dates and breaks up. And And then you're both 35 and you're wondering why you've never married someone. And it's because you're still emotionally dating someone that you started dating five years ago. You have to actually break up. Close with this. You really can change the way you date. There really is a healthy way to date. That's why we chose this scripture in Proverbs 4. It says, listen to the wisdom. We're going to bring in people in this series that have marriages that Brittany and I really admire, that Brittany and I want our marriage to look like. Please listen to what they're saying. We're going to talk about starting relationships. We're going to talk about having healthy relationships. We're going to talk about things like communication. We're going to talk about breaking up. We're going to do panels. I'm going to spend a lot of time on this topic. And the reason for that is this. This is the second, well, probably first biggest decision you will make in your life. The person that you plan on spending the rest of your life with, this is the biggest decision you will make in your life. And our hope is really, truly, that you can find a way to transition into this well and do it well. 
And if it doesn't work out, actually break up and actually move on healthily and not carry baggage from relationship to relationship to relationship. I, I really, really believe that you can do this well. And, and believe me, when Brittany and I are speaking during the series, it's because we've seen this stuff work. And we've seen it make sense. And we've seen a lot of relationships start. And we've seen a lot of relationships end. And we've seen a lot of them head to marriage. Because we know this stuff works. So I would encourage you over this series to really take notes, really pay attention. And if you're dating someone, talk about it. Ask, ask the person you're dating, hey, how are we doing in this area? How's this going? Did we start well? Because if you didn't start well, there's probably some dysfunction now that needs to be dealt with. So I would encourage you, please, pay attention during the series because this is by far the biggest decision you will make in your life. Can we pray? And we'll wrap up. Dear Jesus, we thank you so much that your Bible gives us some real practical wisdom about how to date well. And I, I pray as we have different speakers in, as we talk about different subjects, that we would really come to a point where we're ready to enter into a healthy relationship. And those of us who are married or are dating, I pray that we would be doing some depth checks on where we are in our relationships as well. And we thank you so much that we get to walk through this part of our life together. And that we have people in our corner who are going to cheer us on and encourage us to date and marry well. And we thank you for that. Your name. Amen. Sign up for, so there's the flourish night on Tuesday and then the men's retreat. Guys, seriously, come to that men's retreat. And if finances are a problem, please talk to me and we can figure something out, all right? But you should go. It'll totally be worth it. Have a great night.